Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Hello and welcome to another edition of this show, the greatest soccer show, football show in all of America. And I am uh, proud and pleased to be with you here on Soccer Weekly. we got to get right to it. The biggest stories for me so far, the Gold Cup, the United States defeating El Salvador in the uh, knockout round 2-0. Goals from a couple of defenders, our very own Omar Gonzalez, Galaxy's own back in the day. Now plays for my favorite, Pachuca. And Eric Lehigh, who gets a goal for the United States. But that's not really the story. Here at Soccer Weekly, look, we can break it down. I'll tell it to you quickly. The United States did not play great. They did not look fantastic. But they got the win over El Salvador, who played actually a pretty decent game. Compared to where the El Salvadorans live and like the FIFA rankings and what everybody thinks of El Salvador, they played pretty well. They gave it their all, and they actually gave the United States a lot, a lot of grief to think about in that match. So that was a good effort from El Salvador, except for except for a couple of the El Salvadorans trying their best Luis Suarez impersonation during the match. What is going on? You had a couple of El Salvadorans allegedly biting American players during the match. Henry Romero takes a chunk out of Josie Altador, and then Darwin Sarin bites the aforementioned Gonzalez. And uh, I believe it was Jenny Taft on Twitter from uh, FS1 had a picture of the what she said was the bite marks on the back of Omar Gonzalez. Did nobody teach these dudes from El Salvador when you're two, don't bite? Where did they go to preschool? Did no one send them to finishing school to tell them, you know what, maybe you shouldn't bite your opponent? But I said this when Luis Suarez did it in the World Cup, which was his third offense. And I'll say it now. You bite someone intentionally like this, you should never play again. No, there's, that is not too harsh of a penalty. You're biting your opponents. It's such an intentional act. Or giving them the purple nurple. You're gone. Why should these guys ever be allowed to play the beautiful game again when you pull that junk? Now, I understand. Suarez got like nine games. So the precedent's been set. You can't kick these guys out now. But from here on out, I can't believe I have to say this, but FIFA should issue an edict down from above, from the heavens. That says if you bite someone, you're gone. You're done for the rest of your career. It's not that hard. This is unacceptable. I can't believe I even have to say that. You take a bite out of somebody's back, you don't play anymore. How is this difficult? How would it be that hard to stop? Who could possibly defend Someone taking a chunk out of somebody. And don't give me it's the same as throwing an elbow or getting, you know, involved in a hard tack. Shut up. It is not. That is not even close to what goes, what could go on. The purple nurple and a bite in the back, you're gone. You're out. You don't play again. You got no business being on the same pitch. As civilized human beings. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. The number if you want to get involved here. If you want to hit me up on Twitter. 
as usual, it's at Talk Soccer. Yeah, I can sit here and talk to you about the U.S.'s performance. It was all right. Lehigh's goal was a thing of beauty set up with uh, Clint Dempsey. It's a brilliant play. Excellent team. But then Lehigh defensively was all over the place. He wasn't very good. So it's a little bit of give and take there. And I thought Jossie Zardes looked pretty good for the U.S. at times. Looks like he's kind of getting his feet back under him under Bruce Arena here in this Gold Cup. That's good news for Galaxy fans. Because my second topic of the day, there's not much good news for Galaxy fans anywhere else. Because the the Galaxy played on a busy Wednesday in MLS. And by the way, this is a special Thursday edition. Thank you for joining me here on Soccer Weekly. But on Wednesday's game, the the Galaxy at home against Vancouver. And again, the home woes just keep piling up. We are dreadful. Yes, we. It is my LA Galaxy. Awful performance in front of the net, especially. Now, look, they had some chances. They created a lot of stuff, got a lot of shots off. It felt like they could have played another 270 minutes last night and not scored. That's how awful they looked in front of net. And I'll say it again. You start Jack McBean up front, you don't really have a whole lot of interest in scoring. Not in MLS. This is not USL. This is not Galaxy 2. Although we've looked like that at times. One win from 10 at home. Inexcusable. And where's the pressure coming down on Curtin Alfo at this point? It's been coming from fans, not from the media. Well, guess what, fans? You now have the media member who's going to get it done. This is unacceptable, Kurt. And I'm sick of seeing him on Spectrum Sportsnet at halftime when he's interviewed after it's a nil-nil. And he says, well, you know, we're playing pretty well. We're just not finishing in front. You ha- it's game 19. This is not game two. Oh, we're just not sharp. Well, what are you doing in practice all week? Seriously. We're not talking about week three. You've been at this for over half the season. Yeah, we're really just not sharp and goal. Well, I'm done with that. That's no excuse. You suck. How about that? Maybe that's the excuse. We're terrible. Fix it or get someone in there who can. Chris Klein. It's unacceptable what the Galaxy is doing at home. And what made me more mad is when today I went and visited what LAFC is doing. Got me a little more fired up. Yeah, I was more ticked off because LAFC is building. And yes, all the guys over at LAFC, all the uh, young men and women working there, in the social media and all the other things going on, they know they know I'm a diehard Galaxy fan. They're not afraid of that. So we had good conversations. I walked around. They showed me around. They showed me what they're building. And I'll say this. When it comes to social media and it comes to the gear and the hats and the, and the scarves, the guys and women who are building that over there, they're winning. They're doing a fantastic job. Winning hearts and minds, yeah, mission accomplished when it, when it comes to LAFC. But I'll say this to them. You don't win games on Instagram. And you don't win games on Twitter. So the, the men and women who are in that department that I met with that are just killing it on social media and interacting with the fans... 
that LAFC are building, the fan clubs and all the supporters groups, absolutely winning. I'm not so sure about the other portion of the club with the actual front office and what they're trying to build. Where's the manager? TikTok here. We're, we're months away. We're not years away anymore with LAFC. What in the world is going on over there when it comes to what's going to be on the pitch? You don't win games on Instagram. You win them on the field. That's the concern. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. I don't want any biter on the field, and I can't believe I have to say that in this day and age. My LA Galaxy is a mess, and if nobody else is going to call them out, of course I am. I want one word to describe the Galaxy. And, oh, I got a couple in the holster for that, let me tell you. Give me one word to describe the 2017 L.A. Galaxy, 877-710-3776, 877-710-ESPN, or hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. I'm Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly, and you are listening to ESPN L.A. 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN L.A. 710. Hello, I'm your humble host, Dave Dunholm, on the greatest soccer show in the history of American Radio here on ESPN LA 710, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. You can hit us up, 877-710-ESPN is the phone number to get involved, or hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. We'll share your thoughts. Keep it clean, people. Keep it clean, some of you. And then Instagram, Dave underscore Denholm. I'm starting to do some Instagram live there, talking soccer pretty much exclusively. Hey, uh, big news also. Finally, our long national nightmare and your long radio national nightmare is over, thanks to the hard work of Mario Rees, my fearless producer. We are on iTunes with the podcast. Just look up Soccer Weekly. And more importantly, or most importantly, give me a rating. Write a review if you would. And I'm not sitting here telling you what to rate me or what review to write. It's fine. I can take it. Give me your honest assessment. We want to hear it, and we want to see it there at iTunes. It's, again, Soccer Weekly. Just look it up, and you'll get that podcast. Uh, subscribe. It's easy. Easy. Take care of it. Do a little rating for us. We appreciate that. Thank you so much for all the support. The show is blowing up, and we really appreciate it. No question about it. And and in that light, I want to go to the phone lines. We'll go to Jose in L.A. first here on Soccer Weekly. Welcome, Jose. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. How about you? Good. Um, Yeah, I just want to talk about LAFC. Um, You know, you're right. You know, they they can't go. They can't promote the team just on Instagram and not show what they're going to, what, what's the product they're going to have out there in the field, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I do feel that they should go after a young Salvadoran soccer player. He's not very young, but he's 27, 28 years old. His name is Rodolfo Celaya. He played yesterday against the USA. Sure. Um, you know, he's a real, really good striker, and he will bring fans, and it will sell out if they bring, you know, a player of that caliber to the team. The guy has shown that he could score in the international level. And, you know, and the club level, too. He also played in Russia. Oh, Jose, I'm sure LAFC is well aware of Celaya, no question about it. And they would be smart to scout him. And thank you for the phone call. I agree. Uh, He is a a guy that could be effective. Uh, I certainly don't want the biters, Romero and Saren, coming anywhere near anybody else. Uh, Those guys should not be playing football after what they did in the U.S. match with El Salvador in the Gold Cup. Allegedly biting uh, Josie Altador and Omar Gonzalez in the back. I mean, pulling a, a full-out Suarez during the match. That is unacceptable behavior, no doubt. Speaking of unacceptable, my LA Galaxy. 
a mess of a game that basically went unnoticed in a lot of ways because the U.S. was playing, but I noticed it. And it just cannot continue. The Galaxy have to improve. It's just been awful. Speaking of awful, here he is. Unbelievable. I can't believe I'm going here. Soccer hater Al, welcome back to Soccer Weekly. What's up? Hey, Denholm. Thanks for taking my call. I missed you yesterday. I, um, why, why were you not on yesterday? We had a little Angels game conflict here on oh, ESPN LA 710. A baseball game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you could admit that, I, I thought you would have spun that some other way, but hopefully that kind of makes you realize soccer's place in this uh Soccer in this hater, Al. Sports. Unbelievable. Hey, I'm surprised that you guys didn't get preempted tonight, too, for the uh, parole hearing of a 70-year-old ex-murderer. But, you know, alleged, alleged. <laughs> Allegedly. Throw that in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, no, I'm, I, I will say this. I'm going to be easy on you. You sounded fired up. You're kind of ticked off about one of the soccer teams in, in the area and how another soccer team is, is doing better. I don't know. I don't know. I'll try to take it easy. I might even leave a good review on your iTunes thingy. I would appreciate I that soccer hater Al. The pod cart, you know? <laughs> but, uh, You're such a pod uh, soccer yep. hater, Al. Come on. Yep. Thanks for taking my call. I, I got to run real quick. I got a softball game started in just a few minutes. Um, if you want to see some real athletes come to – Come to the softball fields out here. I'll show you, show oh, you what it's like. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I'm sure I'd see real athletes in your uh, Thursday night softball league game. Uh, soccer, get him out of here. Get him out. Soccer hater Al. Want to see some real athletes? Come watch Come watch me play Thursday night Sandlot softball at 8 o'clock in the Los Angeles area. Yeah, I'm sure. Soccer hater Al just annoys me. He, he should annoy you as well. Unacceptable. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. want to share with you now, pretty cool, uh, got a chance to talk to really one of the greats in world football right now, playing for Man City, the, the center back, Vincent Company. And uh, this, for the record, this is not live. He's not joining me now, as you might imagine. Uh, the, the Man City's busy at this moment. But, yeah, we did have the opportunity over the last uh, day or so to speak with Vincent and, you know, definitely felt it was worthy to have you listen in to what he has to say as city is building up to the premiership season, which is just about to get going. Here is a Vincent company here now on soccer weekly privilege to be joined by one of the biggest names in world football. He's the center back for Manchester city and the uh, Belgian national team, Vincent company joining me, Vincent. We're happy to have you here in the States as man city will take on real Madrid coming up in our fair city Wednesday, July 26th at the Coliseum here in Los Angeles. And I know Vincent that uh, for a guy like you, there is no such thing really as a friendly, but talk about this matchup coming up with real Madrid. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's, a big game against one of the biggest, well, actually the best team in the world at the moment. <laughs> it's still a pre-season game, but it gives us an opportunity to see where we are and, and to measure ourselves against the best in the world before it becomes too important, if you know what I mean. Vincent, we, well, we do, actually. but We love watching uh, these kind of matchups with uh, great teams. We know you're in the preseason, though, and it's really about getting ready for the next campaign. Where are you at health-wise? Fans are concerned. Obviously, you had some injury issues. How are you feeling so far? No concerns needed. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I've been having a good preparation. And at the same time, I, I work. That's, that's the main thing with me. I, I work really, really hard to come back to the, to the best level and probably try and be even better. And, and so I've done everything I need to do to, um, 
to just be ready for this season and, and have a good season. Now, fans here in L.A., you should also know Manchester City is hosting a free soccer festival coming up at the East L.A. Boys and Girls Club on Sunday, July 23rd, as they get ready for that friendly against Real Madrid. Vincent, I don't know this experience, but what is it like as an athlete of your stature to work with young kids who look up to you and you see that in their eyes as you work with them? What does that feel like? I mean, it's the greatest gift you can really have. Out, out of football, I think it's uh, it's the fact that you get an opportunity to um, to to just by saying the same things that other people might say, but have a big impact on on a lot of children's lives. And and I, I like I like this experience, you know, transferring what I have towards kids that still needed that still needed to develop. And um, and other than that, it's always great memories, great experience for both sides. Now we're talking with Vincent Company, the center back of Manchester City, as they get ready to take on Real Madrid coming up Wednesday, July 26th at the Coliseum. Vincent, uh, you live in one of the greatest football cities on the planet with uh, City and United there in Manchester. Now, your wife, I believe, is blue. She is from Manchester, so her family obviously has ties with all that. What is it like to live in that type of city with that kind of rivalry going on? Well, it's simple. My wife is blue, but the rest, not the rest of the family, uh, there's, there's a few isolated members of the family who are red. And, uh, and you can imagine Christmas dinner. So um, it's, that's what it means. It's, uh, it's in your daily life. And um, there's never really a good time to lose a game against uh, Manchester United. And, and for them as well, it's hard to lose against us. So that, that's what makes it more special. It's, um, it's in, in people's daily life. Now, you're at a club, Vincent, where third place in the Premiership last season and getting knocked out in the Champions League, uh, frankly, is not good enough for a team like City and for a manager like Pep Guardiola. What has he talked to you about in terms of coming into this campaign? Where are you expected to be by the end of this season? Well, I think it's, it's not a secret. I mean, everybody knows that we have to win trophies. We, um, we are building the team to, to, to push forward and, and, and be the best, but... Um, that's how the Premier League is geared at the moment. There's at least five or six teams who um, have, the, have to have the same ambitions as we have, just because based on the spending, and that makes it, you know that makes it difficult. It, it's um, we're one of the five or six clubs that, clubs that are all saying the same things. Uh, we need to win the league. We need to, um, but we'll see. You know, we're, we're working hard. We we have a lot. Uh, we have a good understanding of the system, and, and ultimately. Um, the mindset and, and, and our, our, our drive to win is, has to be greater than the other teams. Okay, before we let you go, Vincent, it is the preseason. You're getting ready. You're meeting your new teammates, guys that you are certainly familiar with, but now they're on your side. Talk about these two. I, I feel Bernardo Silva was one of the ten best players in the world last season with the season he had at Monaco. Now he comes in, and Kyle Walker, who will join you defensively. Talk about those two players joining Man City. Well, Bernardo Silva has got great ability. I mean, we played him when he was still at Monaco, and he was uh, he was tremendous in the game. I mean, he gave us a, he gave us a really hard time, <laughs> and, uh, and probably part of the reason why we didn't progress further in the Champions League. And uh, and his talent is obviously to come inside, pick the right passes. He can score a goal, but he'll set up a lot of assists. And then if you talk about Kyle Walker, his power, pace, and at the same time, I think a player that's um, that's, that, that, that has got an overall impact in the key areas, which is far greater than a lot of other fullbacks. And uh, it's great to have these two guys to add to the team. The great center back, Vincent Company, Manchester City and the Belgian National. Thank you so much for taking the time here on Soccer Weekly. Thank you. 
Vincent Company joining us, the uh, city center back there. And again, as I mentioned, that was a, a taped uh, recorded interview as uh, Company and City are in America getting ready. And they're going to be playing Real Madrid here in Los Angeles coming up. And they do have that clinic in the East L.A. area, the East L.A. Boys and Girls Club, coming up on Sunday as well. So that'll be an interesting time to be sure. So good to talk to Vincent about the upcoming season. I love Bernardo Silva. You heard me mention it. He was one of my, I guess, top players in the world this past season for Monaco and what he did. I think that is a fabulous sighting from Pep Guardiola. Full disclosure, I picked Man City to win the Premiership last season. I was probably a year early. I didn't expect Chelsea to be that good under Antonio Conte and what they did. But I also do like the signing of uh, Silva to kind of bring that spark and maybe already ignite a, a roster that's loaded with talent. I think City has a great shot under Guardiola, who I, th- I believe is one of the best managers, to win the Premiership this season now again. They got they got a lot of work to do against Chelsea for sure, but I really believe that they uh, are in that conversation for the upcoming season in uh, England and the Premiership coming up. Uh, still got to take some phone calls eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Still want to talk a little bit about the El Salvadorian uh, biting affair with Henry Romero and Darwin Seren uh, allegedly taking a chunk out of Josie Altador and Omar Gonzalez in that two nothing win over El Salvador. A game that I thought the El Salvadorans played well. I thought it was a good game. I really did. I thought they uh, they showed well they could not finish, could not quite get it done in front of net. If they'd have even nicked one goal, it could have been a lot different affair as things went on. But the United States reasonably comfortable in the 2-0 victory. 877-710-ESPN. Also hit me up on Talk Soccer. Soccer hater Al, stop tweeting at Soccer Hater Al. He says, doesn't, Denholm doesn't even let me finish, afraid of an honest dialogue about his pathetic sport. Shut up, Soccer Hater Al. I'll, I will mute you so fast on Twitter, at SoccerHaterAl. Fernando tweeted in, have you seen the corruption in El Salvador? With the uh, soccer, I assume. If you're not, look into it. Again, dirty play. But shouldn't any dirty play get you kicked out? Yes, Fernando, it should get you kicked out of a match, say, with a red card. But biting somebody like you're two years old, you wouldn't get away with it. This is exactly Draymond Green kicking guys in the groin on the because the, on the, he's hiding on the uh, hardwood, right? He knows he's not going to get in that much trouble. You do that on the playground, what happens? Well, how about if you start biting guys when you're playing, a, you know, 5v5 on the soccer pitch and nobody's around, like, yeah, you're not going to get away with that, and you know it. And that's what's disgraceful about it. It's just like Draymond Green trying to pull that junk because he knows he can hide on a basketball court, and that's unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. 877-710-ESPN. Let's get a caller in here. Uh, Eric, who is next up in Los Angeles here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. Welcome, Eric. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you bet, buddy. I'm a first-time listener, and uh, I'll be listening uh, more often. Eric, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the Galaxy, so far, one word is putrid. Putrid. They've been terrible in front of a goal and, and at defense, and the, it's like a merry-go-round with uh, the goalkeepers. Who is their starting goalkeeper now? I, I don't, we don't know. Have one that's, we don't have one that's starting quality. That's the problem, Eric. You know, I mean, yeah. I agree with you that it's a rotation that needs to be fixed, but I don't believe any of them are good enough. That's the problem. Uh, I like Brian Rowe a lot, and I think they should just stick with one, even if they're not 100% sure, and just stick with them. Because yeah. you keep switching goalkeepers. It messes with their mentality. Oh, yeah, that's and fair. That's the number one thing that you need. Uh, second thing, that putrid in front of goal, 
speaking of an story player, look into signing uh, Nelson Bonilla, I believe his name is. I like what he's done in this Gold Cup. He's very active. I like Bonilla. He's definitely an active young player. That's not a bad idea, Eric. Thank you for the phone call. Certainly the Galaxy, I, I, I know they're familiar with uh, Nelson Bonilla. I mean, this kid, and I do, I like his activity. Now, he needs to be more clinical, had a few chances, probably could have put away. But he has scored a couple of goals in this Gold Cup, and he's played well, no doubt about it. I mean, look, as I said, El Salvador has some talent. They really didn't play bad in that game. And they didn't have a bad Gold Cup either. There is some hope there for the future. Hey, we'll have the soccer scoreboard still to come. And, look, it's already opportunity time. I think uh, Liga MX gives their teams about three and a half hours off from the last season, right? Didn't they just end? Didn't Chivas just win about an hour and a half ago? Feels like that, but the opportunity is coming up. We will preview that. One word for the LA Galaxy so far in 2017. I want to hear from you at 877-710-ESPN. One word. I'll give you my word. Summing up the LA Galaxy season, just one on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. We appreciate their support. I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the best football show on all the planet and the home of uh, football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. A tweet from AG Awad 1. Oh, it's so painful. I can't even. He knows what he tweeted in, he or she. And it was a banner that was. Uh, oh. About my beloved L.A. Galaxy. Let's just leave it at that. And it's painful because, unfortunately, that's the sentiment for a lot of people right now. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. I want one word describing the 2017 L.A. Galaxy, and I'll give you mine in just a moment. We do have our soccer scoreboard right now. you got games flying around. Jamaica defeating Canada in the knockout phase of the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Good victory for Jamaica. They had a 2-0 lead and held on. Mexico taking on Honduras. Just getting going. That one's early. I like the Mexican lineup that was put out here for this one. Honduras has been playing well. This is going to be an interesting match for sure. Uh, as soon as this uh, show is over, I'm uh, heading out to uh, watch that. And uh, But it is time now for our Liga MX look at the Operatura and, more importantly, our Toluca Pachuca update. This is my favorite part of the show. i got to be honest with you. And, uh, yes, I can't believe it, but the Apertura starts Friday, tomorrow. They're kicking off. Now, my beloved Toluca takes on Chivas at Chivas on Saturday, the champions meeting up with Toluca. And I got a problem with Toluca. Playoff team, okay. Not a bad club. Losing Urban Trejo really irks me, and they really did I don't know. They just haven't brought in reinforcements to my liking. I'm a little worried about the, the men in red, my Toluca. Now, Pachuca is my team, and they open up Sunday at Pumas with the Apertura. And I love what Pachuca's doing. Yes, they struggled a little bit uh, in the Clausura because they were more worried about Champions League. They got that done. I really believe Pachuca's got a good shot here to win the Apertura. Uh, Losing Irving Lozano is going to sting going to PSV, no doubt about it. But when you're talking about bringing in Kaiske Honda, Angelo Segal, the uh, Chilean from, who played for Huachipato, I like that move. Keep an eye on Segal. Honda should be very effective. I love Pachuca. Of course, Omar Gonzalez plays there. That doesn't hurt. Big fan of Omar with his time with the LA Galaxy, my LA Galaxy. But I do, I believe Pachuca is one of the favorites for this one. Tigres, I know they spit the bit and stumbled a little bit in the final against Chivas, but I believe Tigres is right up there. And Chivas has a shot, too. 
They do. They could repeat. It's going to be tough. It's always difficult to repeat, no doubt. Mexico with a 1-0 lead over Honduras early in that CONCACAF Gold Cup. So a great start for El Tri there as that match continues. One word to describe my LA Galaxy. That is your Toluca Pachuca update. And the uh, Apertura getting going this uh, weekend. I can't wait to, to watch that and talk more about that in the upcoming episodes here. But one word describing my 2017 L.A. Galaxy. I'm going to give it to you right now. And this one is really, really painful for me. This one cuts me to the core because they are my L.A. Galaxy and I love them. It's my favorite team in all of sport. If you're just joining me, you're just wanting to find some good Sports talk, no matter what the topic, well, you found it. I'm Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA 710. It doesn't get any better because I'm the most modest man in radio, first of all. But I love my LA Galaxy, so it pains me when I have to talk about the struggles they've had, especially at home, one win from 10. But i got to tell you, the one word I have for the LA Galaxy in 2017, and it hurts me to form this word on my lips, boring. They're boring. And that is the last place you want to live in the world of football, brothers and sisters. You know it, and I know it. This team bores me too often. And I can't have that. This is entertainment. Entertain. And they're not. And I can't abide by Kurt Adolfo doing halftime interviews saying, well, we played pretty well, just couldn't score. I'm paraphrasing. We weren't sharp enough. Well, it's game 19 last night that you went out and looked that dogged and that awful at home again. One win from 10. Even Gio DeSantos amazingly had some comments that came out after the game, right? We saw these. We read about them. And again, I'm not quoting directly, but basically DeSantos was saying around the rest of the world, there'd be trouble here the way they've been playing. And he's absolutely right. And look, if nobody else around the country will do it when it comes to the U.S. national team or MLS teams, and nobody will do it here locally, I will. I'll tell you the truth. They're boring, and it's unacceptable because I love this team, and I want more. We demand more, and we deserve more as Galaxy fans. Where are the reinforcements? You cannot start Jack McBean up front or... Jack McInerney, or whatever Jack. You can't start Jack in the box up front, although I would have liked to seen him start. Maybe in the if, compared to where we, what we've been seeing up front. And expect to win. You can't do it. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. The number for you to get involved. Hit me up on Twitter, your thoughts, at TalkSoccer. We are an interactive show. That's the beauty of it because you don't have a lot of opportunity on the radio or in the media to discuss the beautiful game with me. And you should, and this is where you do it. And thanks to ESPN LA 710 for doing it. I want to go to Josh in San Fernando Valley. Josh, you're next up on Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm. What's up? Hey, Dave. How you doing? Good, man. Hey, so I just wanted to talk a little bit, uh, add to your point about the LA Galaxy in the front office. Um, I think, you know, to start, they never had a plan up top for for striker for this entire season. You know, I don't know why they trusted Jack McBean, and I don't know why they didn't get a DP earlier during the last transfer window instead of waiting for this one. Yep. They put way too much faith in these Galaxy 2 players, 
and and the, and frankly, I think it's time for for a change in the front office or at head coach. Well, look, it's a, it has to something has to give. You cannot have one win from ten and expect that to continue. And you know who? Look, and thank you for the phone call, Josh. I appreciate it. He's a diehard Galaxy fan. You can tell. Here's the problem: the Galaxy know this is not. I mean, Chris Klein knows this is unacceptable, right? He's not happy with this. He's too smart for that, and he knows what it takes to win. This is a winning organization. That's why there's the passion and the pain in my voice. We are not awful. We are not Colorado. We are not D.C. United. We demand better year in, year out. That's why we're the L.A. Galaxy. And it's why when I walk through the offices or the setup over at LAFC, ugh, painful as it was, and what they're building through social media and with their fans, that's all well and good. And they're doing a fantastic job of it, by the way. And I want to see a strong two teams in MLS in the greatest soccer city in the United States, L.A. I want to see both teams do very well. I want to see the Galaxy play LAFC in the Western Conference Finals every year. Can you imagine the home and away? Wrap your mind around that as a soccer fan. The home and away at the StubHub Center and then back in the new stadium for LAFC for the Western Conference Finals. I want it every year. And I want LAFC to be good. But you don't win games on Instagram. And you don't win games now based on what you've done in the past. LAFC and LA Galaxy, respectively. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. And I won't put up with it. And neither should you, and you you aren't. One word describing the Galaxy from West LA T Inc. Suspect. I was expecting much more, he says to me, talk soccer. Appreciate that. One word to describe your L.A. Galaxy. Yanks call it soccer. I love it. At Y-C-I-S. One word describing the Galaxy. Pathetic. Sorry, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, that does hurt. But I understand. More of your phone calls at 877-710-ESPN. Ben, you'll be first up. Also on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. I'm fired up and I don't care because I do care. It's Soccer Weekly on the home of world football, on the home of football throughout the world on the radio, ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I'm Dave Dedholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. Go, if you, hey, look, if you're in line for a Camry, you want a Toyota Camry, Head on out to Puente Hills Toyota, and when you do buy one there, tell them, you know, you heard it here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm on ESPN LA 710. We would really appreciate that. Let's get back to the phone lines. Ben in LA has been waiting. Ben, you are next up here on Soccer Weekly. Welcome. Thank you, Dave. I, I would say my word for the Galaxy is the word our coach used to use, and it was lackadaisical. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted my bigger point was I'm so excited for the MLS to have a team in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is where I grew up. I played for the Raleigh Stars, which was a select team. We won probably four or five state championships in a row. And then I went to Sanderson High School in Raleigh, and they had a high school record uh, for most consecutive wins by a varsity team. 
They won four state championships without losing a game. And NC State had Tad, Tad Ramos, and it's such a diehard uh, fan base. Well, yeah, you had a, the North Carolina women's program was dominant for years. And, Ben, thank you for the phone call. I love hearing – about people getting pumped up about the possibilities of MLS in there, you know, and in his case, Raleigh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, North Carolina is a hotbed for soccer. There's no doubt about it. And I do. I think it would be uh, I think it would be a massive success. We've seen it in other markets that it just Atlanta. The South is not just American football anymore. Take notice. North Carolina would absolutely kill it in MLS especially the Raleigh area that he's talking about. Thank you for the phone call. Had a tweet from uh, at T.S. Peterson 40 talking about my galaxy, and I described him in one word, boring. He said, you're absolutely right, Dave. They're extremely boring. Yeah. Thank you for that, Tim. But, you know, look, I, I, I tell it like it is. I absolutely will and will continue here on Soccer Weekly. Time now for Stoppage Time, Mario. It's stoppage Time! Stoppage Time! Stoppage Time! Right now. The great producer Mario Rees into the show with Stoppage Time. Yeah, man. Pretty cool story here about Portland Timbers goalkeeper Jeff Atanella, who recently became a dad, and he wanted to share his love of sports with his daughter, right, by reading her books about some epic moments in sports. Nice. But the problem is he couldn't find any of those books. So he decided to publish his own books. Oh. You know, he put out books about the Cubs winning uh, the World Series and ending the curse. Uh, he put, put out a story about the Cavs in the 2016 season, a book about Tom Brady. And I got to get Belichick. that Cavs one. Yeah, forget the Tom Brady one. I got to get the Cavs one. Yeah, man, pretty cool. I was pretty excited about this. Pretty, Not pretty bad. What's, uh, what's next up uh, for his daughter? Uh, the book title, uh, Daddy Can't Beat Out Jake Gleason to be the uh, starting goalkeeper for Portland, even Ooh. though he gave up four goals to RSL last night. Ooh, Dave. <laughs> chill, chill. Second time. Here we go. Let's continue. All right. Uh, ESPN FC put out their list of the most 50 most influential people in the world of football soccer, right? Okay. Some of the notable names here at number 18, we got Neymar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manchester United manager Josie Mourinho, he came in at 15. Makes sense. President of the U.S. Soccer Federation, Sunil Gulati, came in at 12. Yeah, maybe a little high, but okay. Ronaldo's at 10. Messi at 7. Sure. And the top three goes like this. UEFA president, Alexander Sheferin, comes in at 3. Uh, Bayern Munich CEO, Carl Heinz Rummenegger, comes in at number 2. And number 1 is uh, FIFA president, Gianni Infantino. Wait a minute. Where am I on this list? Oh, hold I don't think I've seen you on. It was only the top 50. I think you were 51, Dave. Okay, that I can accept. 51 yeah, yeah. is fine. Mario Rees, the great Mario Rees on stoppage time. Thank you so much. Thanks to Jesse Lopez. Thanks so much to you for listening. Don't forget, you can check out the podcast on iTunes now. Just search for Soccer Weekly. Subscribe, rate, and review it. I would appreciate that. I'm Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football, ESPNLA 710. <laughs>